0: Hello and welcome to Flash Forward. I'm Rose and I'm your host. Normally, the next thing that I would do is give a little spiel about what this podcast is about. Something like... Flash Forward is a podcast about the future. Every week, we take on a different possible or not not so possible future scenario. scenario. Every episode, we start with a little trip to the future before returning to the present to talk to some experts about how that would really go down. Got it? Great. But this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. I've been traveling a bunch, and I'm kind of sick, so I apologize for the sniffly voice. And none of our next futures are quite ready for you, so instead of going to a particular tomorrow, today we're gonna spend the episode doing a couple of different things. First, we're gonna hear a bunch of messages from you. What you've said about past futures that you've heard or future futures that you wanna hear about and all of that. We're also gonna do a little bit of time travel to the past to talk about the first season of the show and hear some of the best bits from those episodes. I've also got some fun announcements for you about the show, and I'm going to reveal a few of the hidden references from earlier episodes. A lot of people have asked me what they should be looking for, so this should help in your search. Got it? Great. Okay, let's start with some calls from listeners about past shows. And we have a couple of reactions to a couple of different shows, so we're going to do them chronologically, starting with the oldest episode and working our way up to the newest episode. So we're going to start with someone who is very skeptical of our plan to eradicate mosquitoes.
1: You already know that eradication is ludicrous. You can't count the number of domino effect of, um, species it'll have. Some some birds, some reptiles, some whatever live exclusively or, or predominantly on mosquitoes and mosquito larvae. You wipe them out, it's going to be one of the beginning of the end of the world type scenarios. Uh, control, yeah. Eradication, hell no. You know, bioengineering, land management, public awareness, vector control, all that, yeah. They didn't get to be the number one killer by being an inconsequential species. So it it doesn't take a genius to figure out. You've got to figure out a better way to deal with it than eradication. That's a recipe for disaster.
0: Okay, now we're going to hear from a listener about the microbiome.
2: Hi, guys. This is Logan from Salt Lake City, Utah. And I just wanted to say I really love this week's future on microbiomes. And it really reminded me of a similar idea um, with the future of genome sequencing technology. Um, like you guys said, inner gut flora changes really frequently, but your DNA doesn't, and your genome holds very important information. And like with current technology, you can literally pay these companies to sequence your DNA and give you percentages. You have a 20% chance of getting heart disease, and you also have, an 80% chance of getting breast cancer because we found the patented breast cancer gene in your genome. So it's really interesting. kind of brings up the idea of who should have this information, Um, like the idea of a dystopian world where healthcare companies could demand to see your genome before guaranteeing you coverage. But yeah, just really interesting. You guys have me thinking. Can't wait for the next episode. Thanks,
0: And we also got a message about our future quantified selves.
3: Hi there. My name's Jacqueline Kimmel, and I wanted to respond to your My Everything Pal episode. While I love having data about my health and it sometimes really motivates me, like yesterday when I ran in place for 20 minutes at 1130 at night so I could earn the 40,000 steps in a day badge on my Fitbit, it sometimes really can be a bad thing. A few years ago, I got so obsessed about getting an A on my daily nutrition on caloriecounter.com that I would actually enter my pantry and think, do I want the 3 grams of fiber and 6 of protein or the 6 grams of fiber and 2 of protein without actually considering the food. After a while, this obsession actually made me less healthy.
0: And to close out our reactions, we just today, a few hours ago, actually got a message about the future of our pets and I wanted to include it. So here it is.
4: Hi, my name is Mike and I am a practicing small animal veterinarian. And I was just calling in to make a comment about your podcast called Unpawful about animal rights and animal uh, and getting rid of pets. It's a topic that is widely discussed among veterinarians, the difference between animal rights versus animal welfare. Um, And while the vast majority of veterinarians I know are all for animal welfare, that is how we make our living, they are against animal rights because of the reasons that you said in the podcast about what giving animals rights would do to our ability to provide good care to them our domesticated dogs at this point are a whole separate species unto themselves compared to wild dogs and compared to other canine species like wolves. It would decrease their enjoyment of life if they did not cohabitate with humans and it would definitely decrease human quality of life without pets. And I would say that those groups seem to be advocating for willfully making a species go extinct by removing pets from the equation altogether. Um, there's definitely some improvements that need to be made. We definitely need to make some some changes to decrease the number of stray animals in the world. But stopping breeding of domesticated dogs altogether, I think, is a little bit drastic. And I think that it would be a disservice to both to humans and to the domesticated dogs that we have in the world. So, just my two cents.
0: I love it when you all call and tell me what you think about each week's episode. I really do, so keep doing it. I also love it when you call and tell me futures that we should travel to. And we're going to play a couple of those, the ones about possible futures, in a little bit. But first, I want to do some time travel of our own. Now, some of you might be new to the show this season— Maybe you didn't even know this was the second season of the show. Surprise! It is! Season 1 is available on SoundCloud, where you can download all of the episodes for listening purposes. The link to that is on our website, flashforwardpod.com. At the top, there's a little button that says Season 1, and that should take you there to get all of those things. And to entice you to go to our website and click on that button, here is a little sample of the futures that we traveled to last season. <laughs> Okay, so in this future, we've decided, or the robot that we've appointed to make our decisions for us has decided, that weapons are too dangerous, and that we'd be better off without them. There is a drug that makes us not need to sleep. We have some kind of empathy machine. A company has put up so many wind turbines that they've actually changed the climate on Earth. Gender isn't important. A probe that is extremely similar to the Voyager probes that we sent out in the 1970s shows up in our galaxy. Humans have decided that the way to combat climate change is through genetically engineering ourselves. Every high school student gets to pick two types of body modification have died out due to concerns over head injury. The Earth has stopped rotating around the sun and is now falling very quickly to its fiery death. Life extension technology. A supernova that has gone off nearby. Invisibility cloaks. Everybody has a personal drone. Gender isn't important. Space pirates. But more importantly, we now have a second moon. Season one was really fun, and there are 23 episodes for you to listen to. If you do go back and listen to them, you will probably notice that my voice has changed as a host from the first episodes to now. This voice that you're hearing now is really more what I actually sound like. But I was trying to be calm and hosty for the first couple episodes and it sounded really weird and I abandoned that. So now you just get me being me and I hope you like it. Okay, next I want to share a couple of exciting updates with you. While I've been on the road, it's been tough to produce full episodes, but I have been doing a bunch of show-related things. Now one of those things is setting up a subreddit. So if you like Reddit and you want to talk about the show there, we are at our pod, just like we are everywhere else, basically. I have some plans for the subreddit, including maybe some AMAs with guests of the show and, of course, general discussions of each future and all of that. But if you have ideas for what you would like to see on Reddit, let me know. You can email me at info at flashforwardpod.com or you can just put them on Reddit because that's where you'll probably be. We also now have an online store where you can buy stuff. Right now, there are a couple of different versions of the logo that you can put on anything from a tote bag to a mug to a sticker to a cell phone case. It's all very cool looking. So if you are the kind of person who likes to buy swag for the shows that you listen to, you can now do that at our store, which I will link to in the show notes and prominently on our website and social media and all of the other places that you might find, flash forward, on the internet. If there's an item that you don't see in the store that you wish that you could buy, let me know. I can probably make that happen. And if you do buy something from the store, A. I will be super grateful. B. I would love to see a picture of whatever it is that you have purchased in your life, because that would make me extremely happy. Now let's hear from some listeners about possible futures. I recently asked on social media if people would share the most hopeful or the scariest futures that they can think of. And here is what some of you are thinking about these days.
3: Hi, Rose. My name is Kira. And um, I saw your tweet asking what the most hopeful or frightening phrase you could think of to describe the future was. And I think um, the phrase is, all your needs are met. What we choose to do with that is really a, a indication of what we choose to do with, with with everything. And you know, when there's when there's struggle and there are things you have to accomplish and you have to do, um, you know, there's it's easy to kind of focus on those. But if all your needs are met, what do you do next? I think it could be incredibly hopeful. I also think it could be incredibly frightening, depending on what what you choose to do with that suddenly massive amount of free time.
2: I guess we already live in the scary future. We could and I just hope it doesn't generalize all over the world. There's misery. There's war. And I I would like to think that There might be hope for all of us in the future. I really hope that. Uh, Well, greetings from Mexico City.
3: Hi, my name is Petey.
0: I think that a good future would be what would happen or how would things play out if we, as humans, decided that the first course of action for the Earth was to kill ourselves, like to end humanity, to just uh, stop, you know, existing because it's not good for the planet. Um, how would that play out? How how would we do it, and what were the consequences?
3: Hey Rose, it's Nikki. Um, I was thinking about um, possible futures that uh, might be interesting, and I was thinking about this science fiction novel, Rainbows End, in which Uh, People wear smart clothing, and the clothing, it's not just the kind of thing that keeps you from getting cold or keeps you from getting hot. It's actually kind of a wearable computer. It's kind of your interface with the world, and the uh, primary narrative is that this sort of older person um, is sort of stubbornly declined to figure out how to use smart clothing but now you know the whole world has kind of run away with it and he's left outside and he has to learn how to how to work on this machine um that's in his clothes (laughs) and uh i saw a press release today and i was looking through some studies about um about smart clothing and i haven't looked into it too deeply yet but i thought What's that future going to be like?
1: Okay, so here's what I've been thinking about. Is So, in the future, we'll have, like, 3D printing, right? And eventually, we'll be able to print pretty much everything. Like, they're already printing meat, and they're, you know, working on printing, like, full car engines and that sort of stuff, already working and that kind of thing. So, you have this future where it eliminates manufacturing, it eliminates the need for, like, um food production, that sort of stuff. And then you just have the issue of getting raw materials. Well so if you get a something that is able to break down, say, like a full item in back into its raw material to get like a one hundred percent recycling kind of thing, then what the heck does that economy even look like? Like how does that actually function when essentially then the only thing that has value is ideas. And ideas are very hard to keep a hold of because it's so easy to pirate something.
5: Hey, how's it going? My name is Danny Onofawoken from Lynchburg, Virginia. As far as uh, suggesting a future to explore, uh, how about a future where we can upload human consciousness? Uh, recent Johnny Depp movie touched on it. Uh, several movies have actually touched on it over the years in the sci-fi genre. Um, one of my favorites is actually not a movie at all, but a game called Soma, O M A Soma, in which uh, humans Realize that the Earth is kind of toast, so they conceive of a project to launch human consciousnesses into space, where they'll be, uh, where the computer keeping them, those consciousnesses alive, will be powered by the sun's energy, and the humans inside this computer simulation will think they're alive, but they'll pretty much be just running on a hard drive, floating through space, so that something of humanity survives. Uh, The controversy is kind of a horror game, horror thriller type game. The controversy arises when some humans discover that if you pretty much kill yourself right when your op- consciousness is uploaded, it's like you never died. You just sort of transfer from one body to the to the next. It's just you, or there's not two copies of you floating around everywhere. And how the protagonist deals with that issue is also very interesting. Uh, I'm not affiliated with the game in any way. I just am really interested in that, um, uploading human consciousness. Okay, uh, thank you so much. I look forward to your next show. Bye.
0: always want to hear ideas from you, so call or leave a voice memo anytime. One last thing we're going to do this week is reveal a few of the hidden references in the episodes from this season. A lot of you have told me that you're not really sure what you're supposed to be looking for in references, so hopefully this will help you. In episode two, Love at First Sex Bot, the names of the different sex robots are references to particular people and characters. The Hadley is named after a mechanical woman invented by a fictional Thomas Edison in the 1886 novel The Future Eve. She's one of the first female robots to appear in literature. And the Leopold is named after Leopold von Sacher Masoch, which is probably not pronounced that way, but his name lives on in the term masochism. And here is probably the hardest one. Margot's Discount Closet Solutions is named after a character from a Ray Bradbury short story called All Summer in a Day. That one was hard, I will admit it. In the mosquito episode, two of the names are references to anamorphs' characters, and the repeated use of the number 18 throughout the episode points to the book in which the anamorphs turn into mosquitoes. So often it's these kinds of things, these name drops. Other times it's clips from TV shows or movies that I might use, things like that. So that's the kind of thing you're looking for. If you find one in a future episode and you think you know what it is, email me at info at flashforwardpod.com. I will give you this cool thing that I've made, and I hope you all find them because it's really fun. Okay, that's all for this week. As usual, Flash Forward is produced by me, Rose Eveleth. The intro music is by Asura, and the outro music is by Broke for Free. Next week, we're going to be back with a full-on future for you, so stay tuned, and I will see you in the future.